This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Hey everybody, welcome to the High Regard Show. Hello, 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 it's episode 99. My favorite number. 99? Well, nine, but double nine, how can you go wrong? The only thing that's going to beat that is when we get to 999. 999-er. Yep. Turn that upside down. What do you get? 666. Yep. Just look at the back of Tyler's head. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Little Tyler Durden turning into the Antichrist day she by day. She really is. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Man, oh, man. So school starts this week for her. It does. It does. Our little f- FIT freshman. That's it. It's crazy to think that, like, this summer is already over it really is you know but to be honest with you i'm kind of glad like i am so sick of the heat i am sick of being a just disgusting sweaty mess i was talking (laughs) um i met with a friend of mine from vancouver the other day Uh, she came to new york city and she was just like i need to stop coming when it's so hot because she sometimes finds herself here like in the summer months and she goes how do you handle this she goes the subways are hot and I'm like, it's disgusting. And I said, and I'm a bitch like 99.9% of the time. I said, but I said, you know what the weird thing is, is like, I'm sitting there, like I will stand on the platform and I have to like, you know, use like a tissue to like wipe my brow. And then I just feel disgusting. And that's just me walking the two blocks to home, like from home to the train. So by the time I get to work, I'm just a hot mess. And I'm like, but I look around and I don't see anybody else sweating as profusely as I do. And she said, I don't understand that. She goes, because I was just disgusting and everybody else is just calm and cool. Like, You get used to it. And I mean, the only reason why you're not seeing people sweating a lot is because I'm not on the trains a lot. Because seriously, I used to carry a handkerchief with me everywhere. And I think I need to take it over. I need to take it over. We have plenty of them from my days of once traveling past. So, but (laughs) I mean, seriously, man, like, I don't really know what the weather's been like this summer. To be honest with you. Yeah, because you've been living in the AC. But I will tell you that when we went to Minnesota, which was the majority of my time out, mm-hmm. even there was hot. It was like, holy crap. Like, I always thought Minnesota was going to be not cold during the summer, but at least cooler than what it was. I mean, the whole country no. is just on fire right now, it feels like. But climate change doesn't exist, so I don't understand it. The old people in Texas that... Yeah, right. <sighs> Obviously, I was being sarcastic. I know you are. I know you are. But still, it's like just absolutely insane. Like, yeah. and and it's weird because I feel like when like Sandy passed and Katrina passed, it was like, man, these are all like, you know, such huge factors that are right. And they came within, you know, like less than ten years of each other. So yeah. like natural disasters like that were not like you know, I remember hearing about it here and there, you know, there was Joplin, Missouri, I think it was, like 
all of these things but like all of these things have been in like the last 10 years like there have been major natural disasters yeah but and, and he, texas lucked out man because seriously if they got what they were supposed to get it would have been so much worse yeah. for them yeah but i mean it's still bad and our thoughts go out to all those people that are affected for sure yes you cowboys <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> right. Yes, you cowpokes. <laughs> you cowpokes. I hope you all are uh, okay out there and you're all all right, let's just, and... let's just Let's just move on to what you heard, shall we, before uh, uh, this goes into territory that we do not want any part of. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. You heard? Good one, Nikki. Is yeah, that it for this yeah, week's you heard? This week's you heard. Like okay. you're hearing it, so it counts as like a you heard. I'm giving I'm giving you the experience of you heard. Nikki's chuckle is this week's you heard. It wasn't so much as a chuckle as it was like a fed up just whatever. But anyway, this week's you heard comes to us from Port Authority, which is a hell on, like which is its own level of hell on earth. <laughs> so gate twenty seven at Port Authority. How long before the dog comes? What does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. As I was waiting to take a night train home to Pennsylvania, which is, you know, something I dread because the bus ride is just horrific. Mm -hmm. As I was waiting, someone had left a giant red suitcase and it was sitting there and people were starting to get concerned. So I guess somebody saw something and they said something and... The Port Authority Transit Police, I guess, came and then they had to call the bomb squad and they were like, and I was like, please, God, don't let our bus get detained. Like, please. Like, like <laughs> not, I'm thinking not, not like. Please, God, let us blow up because if you blew up, at least it'd be over. But we were already on the bus. Like, we were <laughs> okay. like getting ready to get on the bus. Like, we were online. The guy started taking the tickets and like, so they were like, we don't know if we want to let these people leave and like, whatever. And they're like, we have to wait for the dog to come. And. They were like, so people are waiting, and this woman was waiting to go on something on a gate across from where I was going to my bus, and she would they, that bus goes to like Canada or something like that, and she was like, I want to get on the bus, I want to get on the bus, and she was just like a real trashy person, and the guy's like, well, we ha- we can't do anything because this we need to figure out like the dogs need to come, so she said, how long before the dog comes, and I was like. I kind of don't want to get on the bus because I want to see if the dog comes. I want to see what kind of dog it is. You can't pet that dog. I know I can't pet the dog, but I wanted to see like what he would do in action. And then I was like, but if there is a bomb in that bag, which, you know, we all were probably thinking, like, I don't really want to be here for that. Well, I was going to say, is the, is the thought process of, oh, my God, I love dogs. I I'm going to get to see a dog come and, sniff and the possibly bag. explode. Or should it be? Man, they're me taking the this serious here. enough to get a dog in from the bomb squad. Maybe I shouldn't be hanging around and see right? the dog. But even still, 45 minutes after the call came in, the goddamn dog still wasn't there. And they were like, just let the people go. Which I was glad to get on the bus because I was glad to just get like I wanted to get where I was going because it was already going to be like I wasn't going to get home until like one o'clock in the morning. So like... I was like, okay, that's great. Like, good, we're on the bus. We're getting going. But then I was like, it took 45 minutes for you to come and check a suspicious bag. Like, even if it was just somebody, like, somehow retardedly left their 
suitcase. Right. Like. Well, well, let me ask you. Did you see the dog? No, I didn't. Never got the dog. Never came. 45 minutes we waited. They held us for 45 minutes before they let us like leave. And the dog never came. Like he came. He must unless he came like after. But like I never saw the dog and we were detained for 45 minutes. See, I'm willing to bet. So you're telling me that it took 45 minutes for you to get a bomb sniffing dog to Port Authority? Which has thousands and thousands of people in it on any given time. Well, I mean, it depends on the kind of dog. Because if it was a lab, I'm willing to bet that the thing was just running, you know, Rampant. just out of reach of the trainer. <laughs> and as he took a step forward, he took a step forward. And then, you know, it probably took 45 minutes just to get the leash on him because, you know, they're horrible. Labs are a very just dick of a breed, which is why that they're our favorite breed. Because they're if Absolutely. we were dogs, that's exactly what we would be. We would be labs if we were dogs. Absolutely. But no this long ass you heard it's long. does have a purpose oh. it goes with the we the with the theme of this week's show so let's close out you heard and get to this week's show now i feel like you heard was long enough to be this week's show okay no we get it Okay. No, like you want to not talk about this week's topic more I than know. anything. I'm so excited to talk about this week's Come topic, on. especially now that I'm on board. Well, why don't you explain what this week's topic is since you are the latecomer to the party? For a goddamn good reason. So don't <laughs> even. Because this week's show topic really did cause a little bit of a rift between Tom and I. And... He got very angry at me the other night. I would not say angry. You were angry. You were glaring at me. You were very short with me. And I was disappointed, I you in, were your, disappointed. In, your, in your actions. That's fine, but you were still angry because you were very, you were very, like, just short and, like, just very, very just angry. And it's because Tom has been considering getting a dog to help him with, you know, help him battle his POTS disease. And, you know, a lot of people that he speaks to in these support groups that he finds on Facebook for POTS, a lot of them do turn to service dogs or companion dogs in order to just, if somebody falls when they're out in public, especially like living here, you know, so many various things, bad things could happen to you. In New York City, you could fall on the platform if you black out. You could fall on the street. You could just fall on the sidewalk and get pickpocketed or beat up or, you know, so many things could happen. And that could happen anywhere, really. Sure. But like in New York, it's a little bit more heightened. So we've been talking, you know, about him possibly getting a dog now that he's been informed that like so many of the people who suffer with POTS have that syndrome or have, you know, service dogs to help them. So we've been really talking about it and... A dog is something that we always wanted. We always, I always had a dog growing up. He always had a dog. When we met, he had two amazing, beautiful baby puppy dogs. Mm. And we both loved them very much. But anyone who has a dog knows that they're a lot of work. And Yes. You know, and like they're, they're, they're a lot of work. And, you know, I thought, we okay, we're going to talk about this. And then, like, it's not going to come to fruition. But, like, we started to see the benefits of what a dog can do. And the reason it took me so long to get on board is <laughs> Go ahead. I I do a lot of stuff around the house. The cleaning, the taking out of the garbage, and things like that. And I don't want like the added responsibility with 
a very stressful, busy, crazy, hectic job that I have, which, you know, entails like an hour commute both ways in the morning. So by the time I get home, it's like the thought of coming home and not crashing on the couch after a long, stressful day like I've been having of work, which I love my job, but, you know, it takes a toll and it's exhausting. So the last thing I want to do is, oh, it's pouring, it's snowing, it's sleeting. Yeah, let me come home from work, sludge home, and then sludge back outside to take a dog. Because how can I make you take a dog out when you can barely stand? Which is something that you're going to have to do during the day. So I had concerns and reservations about that as well. Like, well, what's going to happen when I'm at work? Right. You know, like you having to take this dog out like twice or three times while, you know, in the course of my work day. Mm -hmm. So I was just like the added responsibility of doing all of these things. Like, I don't know if I was really ready for that. And I, I still don't know. I'm still very nervous about it. Which is weird because you were always the one since we moved to the city who has wanted a dog. I've wanted and a I do- was always dead against getting yeah, a dog. Yeah, but I, it was just me saying like, oh, I want to go to like Tahiti. Like that's like something that I say and like I would love to do. But like in hindsight, like I know that like in reality, I know that Tahiti is probably never going to be a place that I'm going to see because it's so expensive and it's a billion miles away. Well, and you hate the beach. Well, so. I'm glad to know that I will never have to pay for a vacation for Tahiti for you because you're not expecting to go there now. Well, there we have it. Thank you for showing your cards. I appreciate it. Fine, whatever. I'll get something else out of you then. <laughs> but, you know, it's just a lot of times, like, I'm the one picking up. I'm the one doing all the vacuuming, the mopping, the cleaning. And, like, it's annoying. Like, well, let me just say, I just need to interrupt you for a minute. Please do. Everyone thinks that they do everything. That's the fact of it. How many times have you actually taken the vacuum out of the closet and vacuumed the entire apartment? I'm not talking about that. How many times this week did you make dinner? Because I'm working. But that's my point. We all have our crosses something to, bear. to do. Yes. So, I mean, it's not like, okay, well... I would gladly be in charge of dinner over cleaning everything. Really? We're over our fear of chopping and touching chicken? Who made Blue Apron for the f- almost the whole first year that we've had it. Who did that? I did. Well, so, uh, but, but you complained the whole time. So? So do you. <laughs> so do you. You complain but that too. Kind of, but that, I'm saying, no I'm, no, I'm not complaining now about it. I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, I just feel like you kind of get your role and then what after a while you're looking back at all the stuff that you do and you're like going, man, I do a lot of stuff. And then when somebody says, well, I don't want to do anything else, it's kind of like, well, neither do I, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't can't get done. And I think that's where that's where I got disappointed because it was kind of like you always wanted a dog. I never wanted a dog in the city. Yeah, but I, I just never didn't... once said, hey, let's get a dog. I said, like, I want a dog. Yeah, I want a dog because yeah, but... my arms ache because I always had a dog growing up and I loved my lab Zach I loved him he was my first kid he was like just my whole wide world for 14 years so yeah like I miss having a dog but I don't miss having the responsibility that comes with it and you can't fault me for that especially being that we live in the city, so it's not like we have a yard that we can put them out in to go, like we did with Zach. Like, I could walk him in the woods. I could put him out in the fenced-in area to go to the bathroom. So, like, on a shitty day, I don't have to go outside. He does. And then I just wipe him off. Like but we that's did with, not fair. 
I understand that. And it's not like, oh my God, we didn't walk him. I would take him for like five mile walks every day. Okay, but let's put it in perspective for the people who again, don't know you. But again, but again, no. But I had a five minute commute to work. I had a, even when I worked, even when I moved out, I still took care of Zach, but I was always 10 to 15 minutes away from him. Not 45 minute train ride, 10 minute walk both directions you know what I mean so like you can't fault me for just thinking like yeah it's a it's going to be even heightened more okay but let's put it out there for the people who don't know you personally because people that know you personally are all just like rolling their eyes and saying what the fuck because you are the one who constantly and I know I do it too constantly putting up dog pictures constantly putting can we get him every time I post a dog picture like you begged for a dog and like I said I didn't want one I get the responsibility part of it you don't you want a dog but you don't want the responsibility for it I get that completely but you begged for a dog begged no I didn't no I did not there are times where you're like my clock is ticking for a dog. Yeah. I need, oh, I how come we can't get one? Yeah, my clock is also ticking for a bigger apartment that's not in Harlem, but. Well, let's see. If if the doctor told me that, you know, because of POTS, I now can move into a bigger apartment and he's going to give me the money for it, then we're going to move into a bigger apartment. <laughs> apartment, not department. We're gonna move to a different department in Macy's. We're gonna be in. We're gonna be hiding in behind one of the racks in menswear. I hope that I hope that your doctor does this because that would be awesome. <laughs> oh my god! No, but this all came up though because I mean, in my mind, because of the way that you've been talking about dogs since we have moved to the city and had gotten rid of Brownie and Nibbles, not because we wanted to, but because we were moving here. Like, there was no place we could have fit right. them, especially in Right, and it's not like we gave apartment. them up, and we didn't give them up. We gave them to the kids and their mom. Right. So it was like they went from us to, you right. know, with the kids where they belonged in the first place with, because it was their dogs as they were growing up. So, right. you know, it's not like we abandoned them, or like, I don't want anybody to think that we were like an owner abandoned issue or anything like that. Right. And it was still heartbreaking to even, even though I know me. it was going yeah, to the kids. And we kids. were still able it, to see them. Like, it killed me. Yeah. It was the worst possible thing. And I, that was my biggest reservation is I don't want to go through that feeling no, of and, losing another and again, pet and again. That's a thing, too. Like, I, that was, I loved my grandfather so much. I cried harder for my dog. I still mourn my dog. And it's been 12 years since Zach died. And I mourn him all the time. Like when he comes up on my feed, like on, you know, like time hop and stuff, it's just like, oh my God. Like it just like, oh. And like there are still times where like I'll drive when I'm driving like back home. I look in the front window and I'm like, why is his head not there? Like how is he not looking out the window? And it's like, oh, because he's been dead for 12 years. Like that was the most devastating pain I have ever had in my life. I'm sure because I can remember the first conversations with my dog at like, you know, age six and seven. I can remember full conversations with my dog. And, you know, it's kind of like now. Is that Dino? Yes. <laughs> yes. What a good boy. And, you know, I was like, man, after like giving up Brownie and Nibbles, it, you know, it was just like, I don't want to go through right, losing another dog. It's not. And then you think about it, and it's like going, even if that wasn't the case, if I'm being selfish, you want a dog, I don't because I'm worried about loss, but you still want to do it. I always had the argument of, 
well, we live in a New York City apartment. We can't possibly get a dog. Right, of course. And we both, like, with Zach, Zach was the king of the roost. Like, we all, like, our whole family worked our schedule around his schedule. So he was, like, a full-time job for all of my family members. You know, even my brother before he moved, like, you know, out of state. He was, like in the equation and we all like because my parents both worked you know really long hours really like hard jobs and stuff so like it was my job to like go halfway through the day and like take him out and go after work and like you know spend time with him and it was like my mom would always be like I'm making dinner but like make sure that you sit and talk to Zach and it's like of course I'm gonna sit and talk to Zach like you know what I mean so it was like I knew that and I never wanted to have a dog like that couldn't go out like I just think it's unfair to have especially a lab that needs to run and get rid of all that energy and ridiculousness you know we I grew up on a 10 acre you know in the middle 10 acres in the middle of the woods so like that to me is like that means dog ownership you know (laughs) like but it doesn't say that like I don't not love dogs and I don't walk around the city hoping to make eye contact with every single dog and it'll let me pet them because I do miss having one in my life but I also do like coming home and sitting on the couch and not having to worry about going back out unless it's like something that I want to do, not because I have to. And if that makes me selfish, then like, I don't care because at least I'm being honest. Right. Because that could breed resentfulness. And I don't ever want to be resentful of anything that we do in our life. But like, yes, really, because like you think that like, I'm going to let you when it's snowing and sleeting, like, yeah, send the guy with pots outside. But there's gonna, you're not going to have a choice in the matter because, I mean, the whole point of the dog is to get outside. You know what I mean? But I'm saying. I, like, I know. I I'm know. Not, you but when it feel comes like to, it, like, but... the shitty weather and stuff, like, I'm not going to send the guy with pots to take the dog out for his last walk of the night. Like, that's not going to happen. But, you see, that's the routine that you have to get into, I think, with anything. And, and this is a thing that I'm dealing with at work right now, too. Like, it's different levels of mindset is what it is. Like right now, um, just and, and this is parallel. This is parallel to the whole dog case. As of past Wednesday, I had gotten a call from my boss who was saying that she either wants to put me on, you know, she wants to either, uh, what is it, have me talk to HR and get approval to continue working from home like I am. Mm-hmm. And if they say no, to get put on long-term disability, which is ridiculous considering that i've been working from home for like the last six months yeah i don't even know why this can of worms is being opened up i'm not upset that she wants to do that if anything i'm thinking of it as you know okay this person wants to help me that should be my first thought like if you're giving me the option of getting paid for doing nothing or getting paid for doing something you're still paying me i should be thankful for that right my issue is is I can't think like that because when you have something that people can't see but is a debilitation, Mm -hmm. it's hard for them to understand what it is you're actually going through. So for me, when I'm not doing something, when I'm not working, like I'm just sitting there thinking about all the stuff that I cannot do. Right. I can sit in front of a computer and I can work and I can keep my mind sharp. But I can't go and go on a four-mile run right now. I can't, you know, right. go so and start traveling around the city. work is what's keeping you sane because you can't go do the physical things that you want to do while you're suffering from POTS. Right. Right. And work is like, so taking that away, that's going to be a it's snowball. Gonna it's going to be a snowball effect that's going to, like, make your depression kick back in. 
and then worsen because you're not going to have any outlet whatsoever. And the show, I mean, is an outlet, but like it's once a week. We usually work on it like two days a week, but like at least during the week, like I know that like your mind is staying sharp, you're being creative, you're creating. So like in doing that, like it's helping the rest of our life because we're staying creative, we're staying current with what's going on and things like that. Right. And I'll tell you that, you know, when on the weeks that I weren't working, that, that I, there was no work coming in or mm-hmm. it was slow, I wasn't getting stuff sent, whatever it was, those are the weeks that I was the most depressed because yeah. I didn't have a purpose. And I think everybody needs to have a purpose to feel like they are doing something to fit into society sure. as opposed to just having it served to you. Right. I'm not asking for it to be served. I Which is work. so different because so many people are not like that. Like so many people just expect things to happen for them. Yeah, well, I'm We're not, not that of guy. that, yeah. But here's how it relates to the dog the way that my both the doctor in the mayo clinic and my current um physician here in the city in talking to them about it because i let them know outright my concerns like letting them know like look i'm in an apartment they're like all right if it's a trained dog you don't have to worry about it because he'll let you know when he has to go out all right, but what about exercise? Well, he knows what his job is. He'll understand that this is the walk that he's going to get, and that's it. Don't get an overactive dog. Like, they gave me, you know, for every for every reservation, uh, reservation had. I had, they had, you know, a counter to it, mm-hmm. which it was like, all right, well, maybe this is possible. And it took a while for me to get on board with it because even when they told me about the dog, you know, while we were in Minnesota, mm-hmm. my first answer was, Nope, not going to happen. Yeah, of course. And then, you know, when I got back here, I started talking to my doctor. And my doctor is, well, why isn't it going to happen? And then she started bringing all these things up. And And plus, you know, and like as we were talking about this, because like, you know, this didn't just come out of nowhere. Obviously, the doctors thought that it was a good idea because that would never have like even been a thought of ours. No. Because we both did agree, like just like a couple who agrees not to have children. Like we agreed that like right now with our jobs and with this situation, like having a dog is not and like it's something that we both did want like and it's not that I like ever pressured you and said like right, let's no. th- like I never physically no. said like I want a dog like I would just be like I'd love to have a dog but I know that we're on board with why we don't have one but oh my god I just like lost my train of thought well I can go back to my train of thought <laughs> okay <then>. go ahead <laughs> so like anyway like with walking the dog in bad weather or you know and and when I say walking I mean right now I mean, I'm lucky to get 11 minutes worth of physical right. exercise that's what right I'm saying. now. Okay, that's what I wanted to say because it does have to go with this. Because when they explained it, because one of the things that I get on your case about is the fact that you are not doing your exercises. And I know the reasons why you're not because you are nervous well, when not- you're doing them because you get tired and you also get dizzy. And then like when you do them, it's effects last a lot For two longer. days. For two days, which to you a former marathon runner is absolutely crazy because you are still in your head, that guy that can go running and like, that's your outlet. So, you know, you've got those effects of the fact that like you can't run anymore right now. So that's like upsetting you and stuff. But like, I come home and I'm like, hey, did you do your exercises? Like, not trying to be an asshole, but because like you have to do them because exercise is the way you're going to get better. Right. And it's going to take a really, really, really long time. But you have to do the little things that they told you to do. And you're not. So I know that, like, when I come home, you're in the same spot that, like, I left you in. And I know that you're not getting up. So at least, like, with having a dog, it means that, like, 
you are going to get your 11 minutes and a little bit more. And it's not going to be like you're going to be doing like your calf exercises, which are very exhausting right now for you. It's just you're going to be just doing a basic walk with a dog. And that is where my whole point was trying to get to. <laughs> was, that, was that, you know, like work and work being important mentally, a dog will fulfill things physically. Right. Where it's kind of like, okay. And who knows better than the people that live in this house that like once I get on a routine, that's the routine. Yeah. If it's a half of sausage egg and cheese bagel and an iced coffee for breakfast, that's what it's going to be for the next couple of years, no I matter what. I'm so <laughs> over it. I'm like, I'm ordering it. I'm just like, oh my God. This like, again? It's like just, oh, I can't eat another like bagel sandwich yeah. for a while right now. But seriously, it, 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 a lot of it is just repetition. Yeah. And once I get into the groove of something like I latch onto it. That's what the mission is from here on out. Right. So, you know, when you're saying, well, I wouldn't necessarily want you to go out when it's raining or sleeting or snowing, I say to you, like, I don't mind doing that. Like, if that's the routine, that's the routine right. no matter what the weather. Because think about it. When I was running, like, when Yeah, you ran in the year, rain, snow, sleet. Man, I ran, I ran in some crazy snowstorms last year. And I, Yeah, and I was walking right behind you as you're running. And I'm just like, I'm not even going to make it up this hill because it's, like, really slick. So, like, I just took my time. And, like, you know, and I went with you. And that was something that we did together. And it got us out of the house. And that's where it comes to the point where I'm like, okay, like maybe a dog is the first step to us kind of getting back on track. Right. Or at least being able to do stuff because that's the, that's the, my biggest concern, you know, like when the doctors say, Hey, listen, you know, you need to get a dog. Um, not so much just for the exercise, although that's definitely part of it. Um, but also for companionship during a day, because working from home, there's really nobody to talk to. And that's yeah. one of my doctor's biggest concerns because, you know. Like you are you are a recluse. Yes, recluse. I am 100% a recluse at this point in right. time. So, I mean, you know. And you talking... always had, you know, you always hated being out in the city a lot because of the people. And you hated, like, dealing with people on the sidewalks and stuff like that. And that has gotten, like, it has heightened a little bit more because the less you're out, the more difficult it is to be with those kind of people, like the idiot tourists on the sidewalk, the people, you know, the packed trains and stuff. So that makes it harder when you do have to go out to your doctor's appointments and things like that. So like getting you out of the house on a regular basis every single day is definitely a goal of mine, you know, and I think that it's a good idea. And I did come around. I still, you know, I'm still nervous. Of course, I'm going to oh, be well, nervous. I'm nervous it's, a whole, too. it's a huge change. But it's something that we agreed upon and that, like, we really, really talked it out. And I'll tell you this. In talking to people from these, you know, support dog groups and stuff like that over the last week or so, mm -hmm. everyone is saying that, you know, I I'm like, how, how does it work? Like, if you have, like, a flare-up in pots. And mm -hmm. I mean... And there are days, like yesterday, I felt like I was dying yesterday. Yeah. and uh, Because you were battling like a cold as well. So, yeah. yeah. But two days prior to that, I did a full 11-minute workout. Yeah. And then and I was just like, Jesus, man, yeah. it like killed me. And, you know, I'm like, what do you do when it's like a flare-up and you have a dog? Dog still has to go outside. Right. And they're like, it'll force you to go outside. Like, it will, it will force you. And Which you is forcing you to do the things you need to do to get better. Right. And they're like going, so, you know, the, if you get a dog that is 
trained to, you know, deal with your case. Mm -hmm. Which varies, you know, because some of the, like, one girl that you were talking about, like, her dog can detect when she's going to black out. Yes. But, I mean, it's, there are so many different forms of pots, like you and I have been talking to. Like, if I'm sitting down on the couch and I go to stand up, I feel like I'm going to fall over. Once I get moving, though, I'm usually... Okay, okay, for the yeah. most part. For the most part. I mean, there are yeah, times where I'll topple. get, like, my tunnel vision and stuff, yeah. and it's like, oh, crap. Like, you know. But like I said, I'm really not going that far. So I don't know what my real capabilities are. Sure. But in talking to the people in these groups, they were saying, like, no matter what, you should have enough energy to be able to, you know, do your 11 minutes and have a leash in your hand if you have a dog that knows not to pull you right, and stuff. Right, exactly. Not, if, if you don't have a Zach Brown in your nibbles. <laughs> yeah. And then if you fall, it's the job of the dog to protect you as opposed to going out alone. I mean, like right now when I go out, the only times I go out is if I get a car to the doctor, a car mm-hmm. back from the doctor. Or we're together. if I'm with you and yeah. then, you know, you're my guy. I'm your dog. I'm your guy dog. Right. And I mean, you could still probably only do the same thing that a dog can do. If I pass out, the most you could do is just wait for me to like get up, which is usually only a couple of seconds. Make sure that I'm not but like. But those are critical seconds. Yeah. Right. Make sure that I'm not fucked up and, you know. Right. Because like, my concern bad, but... is you like hitting your head. Again. You know, again, because <laughs> you have had a thousand concussions you know, from your hockey career and stuff like that. So, yes. like, hockey career. <laughs> hockey, I wish it really was a hockey career. At this point in time, it was like, oh, man, I wish it was a hockey career. <laughs> from, like, you, just, you know, your time playing hockey and stuff like that. So, like, you know, a concussion is a real, real serious thing that I worry about. I worry about it happening in the street, on a platform, you know? Like, yeah. well, God I'm, forbid. One of my biggest concerns was if I pass out and I, and I do, like, hit my head or something like that, not so much, you know, I'm not so much worried about getting hurt as much as I am. What's going to happen to me when I block? If, you know, if I hit my head and I go unconscious for like any amount of right. minutes. Who's going to do something? Like gonna... what's going to do to like what's going to happen to you from by the people around you? Right. Like, is somebody going to call 911? Because it's it's hard. Like sometimes in New York, when you see things happen, it's like, you know, they, they throw in your face, like not throw in your face. I mean, it's good that they do, because it's like if you see something, say something. So right. it's like you should like call like 911 if you see something. But like a lot of times people are just like, well, somebody else will take care of it. Right. Unless you're with a dog that's wearing a service dog vest. Exactly. You pass out, you land on the ground. If the dog is trained to sit next to you and wait, someone sees that, they're it's not going to approach a dog. They're yeah. going to call 911, yeah. which is the alert thing that you're looking for. Right. So, you know, that's what the group's basically saying is, yeah, you might still pass out on the streets, but if you do... People will know, like, this, this, is, this is your big wrong. blaring sign to call yeah. an ambulance because this right. guy got hurt. Exactly, yeah. And otherwise, if I fall, and, I, you know, and it's a couple of second thing like it usually is, and I get up, no big deal. I just keep on walking. But, I mean, it just kind of protects you the whole way around. Right, yeah. So, and, I mean, and that's, like, what kind of really did get me on board with it. You know, there are a variety of reasons where I'm just like, okay, like, I need to just like this is like something that we definitely need because I do see the value in it and I do see that like it'll give me a little bit of peace of mind like I'm never not going to have peace of mind when it comes to you going out on your own or anything like that but I never did anyway even when you were healthy I always worried about you so it's like what is this asshole up to I never know what he's doing I never know what he's doing the meatloaf (laughs) (laughs) like you know I mean 
you know, especially like back then, because like you were so hot under the collar over everything. So it's like. But I'm not anymore. No, you're My not. temperament has changed dramatically. You've turned into like those docile labs that we always like heard about other people having. <laughs> I don't think those exist. <laughs> those like those unicorns, unicorns that we <laughs> always heard about in fairy tale books. I'm one of those now. Yeah. But seriously, like I'm I you and I discussed this, man. Like I am so not the same person. No, you're not. Because I would walk down the streets, and if you listen to any of the shows from early on, you can <laughs> totally hear, especially like the first 10 or 15 shows oh that we've done about our exploits of walking through the city and just plowing through people and just being like, get out of my way. I was big enough to do that. Now... I went from, you know, 302 pounds or 303 pounds. Being two bulldog men. Right. I'm down to 174. When I go out, I know that I'm a lot smaller than the majority of people in the city. And so when I, I no, seriously. I know, I know. And I funny. know that there is people like me. And when I'd walk down the streets, we would magnetize towards each other. Like if somebody was coming towards me and I was coming towards them and we're like both you were looking New for York a assholes, yeah. we were going to bang into each other. Yeah, like you were just looking for like not a brawl because you wouldn't want that. But like you just wanted to like knock into somebody. A lesson yeah. is what I would Because call that it. one person <laughs> is going to make up for probably five people that pissed you off on your way to wherever you were Absolutely. going. Absolutely. Yeah. And those people feel the same way about and it. Even, yeah, exactly. And like, you know, when you hear of people like, you know, you see these pictures, like I just remember like those like De Beers ads of like the couple walking through like you know the the wedding people like the ring people yeah add like the people of walking through the park like holding hands and then one of pass, the couple in the park they pass right. the old no <laughs> not even just that but like we will we're never ever and even still now like even with the way that you are like you still kind of walk a step ahead of me because you're like and i could tell because you're you're clenching and like, i'm anxious you are anxious because being outside from going from the couch to you know being in this closed environment with just me and tyler you know it's it's so different it's such a different world when you go out there but like we were never those like romantic couples walking hand in hand or arm in arm you know so yeah we're definitely that was not tom not out in the city no like, no no no, no. <laughs> No, and like I said, and if I saw somebody coming towards me and they saw me coming towards them and they were bouncing into people and I can see it happening and I'm bouncing into people, they could see it happening. You were the Avenger for them. Well, we would bounce into each other. And there have been times <laughs> where I walked into people and they walked into me and it was like two trains colliding. And I would just turn around and be like, good one. Because I'm, I know that they were getting out the same frustrations. Yeah. I can't do that. If somebody who's 300 pounds hits me now, I'm going to get fucking cremated. Get, yeah. And I mean, you know, even going back to last year or whatever it was, when I was going to get my glasses and that guy threw a glass at me. And hit you in because, the back of the head and gave you a concussion. And then I went to run after him and he ran away like a little bitch. If I turned around now and tried to chase somebody down, that you've done glass, me wrong. That glass would knock you out now. <laughs> that walk would knock me out yeah. now. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, I don't feel like I can protect myself. And and it that's not the pots no, as much as it is the loss of weight. So I'm healthier, but I'm more and afraid you're gonna that I'm yeah. smaller and going to have to, you yeah. know, get my ass kicked again. I feel like if I'm walking with a dog... People aren't going to want to hit me because 
they're not going to want to get, not because they're afraid of me, but because they're not going to want to get bit by the dog. Right. Or like hurt a dog or, you know, or they're going to see like it's a service dog because we're, we will be getting a vest for him and yes. everything, you know? So like, I think like people would just be like, oh, like I am not going to like be an asshole to this person. I mean, you're, there's still going to be people who are still course, assholes because New York is filled with them. But, you know, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, we're definitely going to be a dog family. Like, I don't know exactly when because we're in the very early stages of like doing our research and reaching out to some local shelters and seeing like what we can do and what our options are for getting because we do have specifications that we need. Like, Well, we, yeah, it has to do certain things. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's for... not like, you know, and luckily, you know, because service dogs for a lot of people can be very expensive depending on like who you get them through and things like that. Twenty to $30,000. Right, but there's also places that... Um, you know, and I'm going to be able to talk about this a little bit more in the coming weeks because I'm actually going to be interviewing a service dog organization. Um, I'm actually going to visit them and I might not be coming back depending on what kind of dogs that I get to see. <laughs> but just... you, if you come back with one, it better just be one. We only need one service dog, <laughs> not, not a pack of service me. dogs. Give me them. We need like one for every day of the week. <laughs> yes. I think I need a service dog too. And I you... think Tyler needs a service dog too. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, I'll be able to speak more a little bit about like the more intensive types of dogs and stuff, you know? So it's like definitely like, and it's cool because it's like I'm doing something for work but it's also a learning process for us and to get to see like what different levels are but I mean like right now like we were talking about it just before the show when we decided that this was what we're going to do it on you know we just need because it's like that girl we were speaking about you know has a detection dog because that's the vert like that's the level of pots that she has right where she her attacks come on all the time where yours mostly right now that we know of are when you stand up, you know, when, right. when you go from sitting to standing or, you know, when you change position, like it comes on very quickly, it leaves very quickly, but like it's still. Right. Around. I know when to expect it. Exactly. Where so, some people don't. It yeah. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So we don't need like, you know, that level of dog that can like smell a seizure or sense a seizure or whatever. Right. However, smell a seizure. <laughs> Ew. What's that rank smell? Is this bitch about to have a seizure or what? He has a nose for crime. <laughs> <laughs> but like. You know, so like right now it seems, you know, without us talking to anyone, you know, any officials on like the dog on the dog's end or anything like that, you know, we just need a dog that's can can sit, can stay, can be like, you know, is, come when it's called, come when it's called, is leash trained, knows to sit and stay when something happens. Right. And you if know. the dog can sit and stay, it'll be easy to train it to sit and stay when I fall. Right. But if the dog doesn't know any, like, it, I, you know, this so, it's like so weird to me. I feel like every shelter is showing puppies because puppies will get people in the door. Right, because they're cute. But then puppies grow up and then those dogs come back, unfortunately, because they become not as cute. much more responsibility when they're bigger. Right. So, I mean, for us, I mean, we need a dog who's definitely over a year old. Sure. I mean, and, no matter what. I mean, we'd love to have a dog from the ground up, but like, no, we don't have that kind of time. Yeah, yeah, we don't have that kind of time with what we're dealing with. So, right. yeah. So, like, we're looking for a year, at, le- at least a year. No, yes. at, yeah. Yeah, at least, at least a, year a year old and to yeah. you know, maybe one to three years old, I mean, usually is what we're looking yeah. at. Um, you know, the doctor says if it knows just those commands, um and and leash, you know, leash mm-hmm. trained is probably amongst the most and important. Yeah, well, yeah, hell yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but as far as leashes go, I mean, that's where a injury can come in and sure you yeah know, if the dog is pulling because i don't have the strength no to... not like i mean we you when we had 
brownie and nibbles you had the strength and you barely had the strength with them because you had two freight trains on the end of the oh leash oh my god yeah they were like 100 pounds each they though. were <laughs> so like i mean i'm just saying like yeah like you know because and zach was the same way like zach your your arm was constantly extended like we had to get a choke collar for him just to try and make him like stop and it wouldn't stop because he no. had a neck that was like a fire <laughs> like it was ridiculous <laughs> So it was just like you're not choking because you're just like. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, that's also the difference between like a yard dog and a leash dog. If you have a yard dog and it can run around all the time, when it gets on a leash, it's not going it to know what the hell to do. Yeah. It's going to just be like we're still outside. We're supposed to be running around. Yeah. So, I mean, I just need to get a dog who knows how to do that sort of stuff. I mean, the doctor is, you know, to the point where she we're supposed to have a we're originally going to have a meeting sometime this week and then after we started talking about things on the phone she was like i don't even want you to travel here at this yeah. point in time she goes and says, i want you to stay home she goes and in a month from now come in um and even then she'll call the week before to make sure that yeah. i'm okay in order to and i and make it we already there. said that i'm gonna take you so which i'm very grateful for that she's willing to do yeah, that yeah she's been wonderful but she was like you know if it gets to the point where you are able to get a dog between now and our appointment she goes just let me know and I will send you the letter to help with the certification process yeah. if need be. That's so, wonderful. you know, I mean, they, like I said, they are really pushing for, for this thing. And I definitely came around on it. Yeah, as I do too. Not, but... You know, and I mean, like, we definitely came on board and, you know, I'm excited. I'm getting excited that, like, you know, it's going to happen soon. And, like, yeah. because my another concern that I had was, like, you know, you're always supposed to, like, you know, when you see service dogs, it's just like, you know, like the, especially the ones that have the little cute vest that says, please don't pet me, I'm working. Like, I was concerned that, like, you know, what if we get a dog that's just, like, always, like, is the dog always working? And, like, now I know after talking to some people who had them, you know, they, there's a word that they say that, like, you know, releases them and, like, it tells them, like, okay, like, I'm not working anymore. Because right. I was afraid because, you know, we had, like, th- between just Brownie Nibbles and Zach, you know, we had dogs that were like jerks, but like they were companions and they were like, right. they were mushes. You know, I don't want a dog that's going to lay over there in the corner and I'm not going to be able to just like cuddle you. No. I And, and, and that th- was a concern too, you know? Yes. And in t- talking to people, a lot of them said the dog waits to be released from their workday so they can be a dog. Yeah. And, you know, and that was a big factor for me because I don't want a robot. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? I would rather just get like a jazzy scooter and ride that around if I wanted a robot. That would be awesome. That would be kind of cool. It would cool, be such a badass. We would, you know what it would be though? We'd have to get like one of those long seats so we could both sit on it and exactly. drive it <laughs> drive it down to the shopping market and fill up our basket. You'll be on the back. We'll both be wearing these dumb helmets like riding through like, the supermarkets these, and shit. Like, I want like these badass like skull cap like helmets. Like you know what I mean? Like look at us and we're on this like red jazzy. <laughs> yeah, like the kind they have in Walmart that they yeah, give away for yeah, free. Yeah. Just driving it around like a little electric thing. And we'd have like a pirate flag as like our flags you know how they have like the big tall like orange flag like ours would be like a pirate flag yeah that would be awesome so i mean if i gotta get a, get a robot i'm gonna get that and but we could get, get a, a sidecar for the dog <laughs> no <laughs> we're getting the dog instead of driving around like a little thing we can't have both well maybe in a few years we might as we all Let's grow older together <laughs> you me and the dog might grow, get old enough it might just be like all right I'll just jump into jazzy we all need to go down and pick up bread ma- bread eggs and milk <laughs> so, that would be perfect so you know that's the situation with us right now 
Right. And I think that, uh, you know, over the next couple of weeks, we are uh, going to have some news yeah, we'll have as some, far as that goes. A little bundle of four-legged joy. And I think that also, you know, we put up, you know, like a little video, like on a High Regards YouTube page. If you guys want to check it out for, um, you know, I know Game of Thrones was last night for people, but... We got the spoiler two days before we did everyone get the spoiler. else. So if you wanted to see the little glimpse that we got, if you haven't seen it yet. Which is basically the shining star. It is. It's of, the money shot for sure. Yeah. So if you want to like relive that moment from Game of Thrones again, check out our website. We got the clip. You don't have to go watching the whole thing for the highlight of the entire show. <laughs> and it's also on our social media too. Yes. And you can check out our website at highregardshow.com. And then if you want to comment on it, like some people have, <laughs> you can do so at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you could follow us on social media where we will be sharing a lot more little nuggets in the coming weeks. So find us on social media as High Regard Show. Yes. And thank you to all of our new listeners, man. We have gotten like a huge subscription base. We really have. We really have. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome aboard. Yes. We are as surprised as anyone. (laughs) (laughs) But really, really appreciate the support. And uh, as long as you guys keep listening, we'll keep doing. That's right. But not this week because this week is over. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We will see you again next week. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Bye. Me.